Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Fly the W podcast. It's season two. It's episode number 42. The Cubs are 10 games under. (laughs) Don't forget to listen, download, review. Most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on the socials. Fly the W670 on Twitter and Instagram. Fly the W on Facebook or email us at flythew670 at gmail.com. Crowley. I don't even have to ask how you are, but as I see you on the other side of the world in the uh, room here that we are podcasting in, I see that you have your uh, Cubs uh, Grateful Dead hat on. So hopefully uh, you will get by, my friend. I, I think we will all get by. I will be going to Dead & Company down at Wrigley Field. So if you're in the area, please, uh, you know, I'll be around and then you'll see me. But uh, man, nothing worse than a West Coast swing that's this bad. Like not only do you have to sit there and you're stuck watching bad baseball, but then you get no sleep. So this you're is doing just it all bad. night long. Right. Just <laughs> ugh, absolutely maddening. No, no day games. Do they not believe in day baseball on the West coast? I don't know. They're, they're heathens. That's they don't understand what God intended with baseball day baseball, but no, apparently they don't. No, no, no. All right, Crowley, let's uh, let's go through this. Cause this is what we do. Let's uh, let's talk about what happened with the Cubs and the, uh, and the angels. I don't think either one of us predicted that the Cubs would get swept, but you did say that you were not uh, liking how the uh, pitching matchups lined up, but I don't think this was really the pitching. I think this is all about the hitting. Yeah. You know, I saw, I thought the Cubs would take one game out of the three, but they didn't end up taking any of them. And yeah, you know, this was really more of an offense problem. And so, you know, the Cubs lost game one, Hayden West Niski on the mound versus Tyler Anderson. They lose seven to four. This was a tale of two games, the first half of the game and the second half of the game. I thought in the first half, the Cubs looked good. Hayden Wesniski made his first start since being optioned to uh, AAA. I thought he did a great job mixing his pitches, using the fastball, sweeper, and sinker to keep the Angels off balance. Through the first four innings, he just gave up a walk to Mike Trout and a home run to Otani in the fourth. I mean, that you know, you're going to give up home runs to Otani. I don't get mad about that stuff. Um, you know, that he, the, the, the Otani home run was on a cutter and it wasn't even that bad of a pitch, you know, he hit it, uh, uh, you know, right over the glove of say Suzuki originally wasn't even called a home run, but overturned on replay. He struck out three in the first four innings and offensively, the Cubs jumped all over Tyler Anderson in the second inning, say a single, then Jan doubled to start off the second. And then with one out, Mike Talkman hit a single to make it two to nothing, Patrick Wisdom walk and Matt Mervis in the middle of an 0 for 17 slump doubles to make it for nothing. And you're feeling good, right, Dustin? I was feeling excellent. I mean, I was feeling really good. I loved what we saw from Hayden Wisniewski. Loved it, but wasn't meant to be. 
Nope. Bottom of the fifth, everything falls apart. Brandon Jury doubles. Gio Urshela hit by a pitch, putting two on with no outs. Uh, Hayden got Mickey Mornick to line out, but then Luis Rengifo, who was a pain all week, was, uh, hit a ball that went off the glove of Matt Mervis. That should have been an out. That loaded the bases with one out. And then Wesniski throws a wild pitch to Taylor Ward. Looks like Gomes could have gotten Drury at home. Ball kind of ricocheted off the back right back to Gomes, but he fumbled it. And so that run made it four to two. He struck out Ward, and the Cubs still had the uh, lead with two outs. But with lefty Shohei Otani coming up to hit, David Ross goes to his lefty out of the pen, Brandon Hughes. What does Hughes do? He walks him to load the bases. So the one guy that Hughes is tasked with really getting out. This is the guy you got to get out. You still got the lead. Doesn't do it. And he walks him to load the bases for Mike Trout. Not really a recipe for success there. Uh, Trout singles, that ties the game. He, and then Brandon Hughes walks Rendon, gives him a single to Matt Dice. That puts the Angels up 6-4, to four and Hughes' day was done. He didn't get one out. He gave up two hits, two walks, no strikeouts, four runs. Two unearned runs would be charged to Wisniewski because of the error on Mervis. Uh, and two earned runs were charged to Hughes. Other than the four runs the Cubs scored in the second, the offense sputtered. They left runners on base. They're not able to score any more runs. They went two for eight with runners in scoring position. They left nine men on base. The biggest missed opportunity came in the seventh inning. The Cubs down 6-4, load the bases with one out. But Jan Gomes hits into a double play to end the inning, and that's how the game will end with the Cubs down 6-4. Wesniski looked good. The bullpen blows it, and the offense can't add on more runs. But you can't have one inning, right? You can't just score in one inning. It's just absolutely maddening. Hughes walks are absolutely maddening. And that's the part where you can't blame David Ross for that, right? You nope. can't. That that's nope. not David Ross's fault. I, I'm not that that's when it's the player's fault. The other thing is, I don't know if you heard um Carter Hawkins on with the afternoon show on 670 to score this week, but talking about the, the ingredients and the chefs and the and these analogies. And I'm trying to be like, well, who's he talking about? Like who, who's the chef is, is Carter Hawkins, the chef is, is, is David Ross, the chef. Cause the ingredients are rotten, right? The ingredients are the players. And right now the ingredients are rotten. Well, so it's a good question that you ask, and I'm not really sure who the chef is. I just know, based on everything I've seen, I liked how this team looked on paper coming into the season, and for whatever reason, it's not clicking. And 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 this is this comes to the trouble. And when you talk about who's making the decisions, because we don't know who who who's who's the one that sets the lineup. Is that David Ross? Is that Carter Hawkins with Jed? Is that some combination? So. That's what makes this era of baseball so difficult is that it used to be the, the, the front office got the players, the manager put them where he thought they belonged and played them how he thought they should be played, and everybody kind of knew what, you know, what was what. I don't know. I can't answer those questions now because uh, of just kind of how that all melds together, if you get what I'm saying. You're right, and I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate saying I don't know, but you're right, Crowley. We don't. Exactly. No. The only thing we know for sure, David Ross has gone on record as saying that he has the final say. He has said that he has said that he has the final say when we're talking about 
the lineup construction. So that he has to follow on the sword a little bit then. But we've also had Jed Hoyer go out of his way and say that he really has not given David Ross an ideal bullpen. He has admitted uh, that. He is on record. He is on record to saying that. What was one of the biggest concerns we had about the Cubs that has totally played out when they when you and I were as excited as we could be? But what was the one thing we were worried about? No pop. Absolutely no pop. No yeah. pop. And Seiya Suzuki's not. Uh, do you think Seiya Suzuki's going to hit twenty home runs this year? Nope. And, and the only who's going to if one guy is to hit twenty or more home runs, who's it going to be? Um, that's, I would say Patrick wisdom still, but that's if, and how you many, know, but how many strikeouts is it going to take? You know, it's like the old Tootsie roll. How many licks does it take to get the sum? How many strikeouts is it going to take in order for Patrick wisdom to get to 20 home runs? How about your number three hitter, Patrick, uh, or Ian Happ is your number three hitter and he hasn't had a home run in over a month. Right. That's I a mean, problem. That, that's where, who are you going to bat third? You know, who, who, who would you rather see bat third? <laughs> I, I don't, and that's they the don't trouble. have a guy, right? They don't, they don't have a guy, and I know we'll get into it in in a later segment in the podcast. But I've got some, I've got some thoughts on at least what to do in the short term. It's not a, it's not a, it's a, it's a little tiny band aid. It's a little tiny band aid. But I have an idea. All right. Well, we get let's to get game. into game number two, Crowley. Game number two. Jamison Tyone versus Jaime Berea. The Cubs lose six to two. Offense continues to sputter away as Jamie Burita made his third start of the season and dominated for the first four innings. Other than a two-out walk by Ian Happ in the first, the Cubs didn't have a single base runner. Down one to nothing, the Cubs got their first hit when Mike Talkman, who's done really well, led off the inning with a single, advanced to second on a wild pitch, and the Cubs tied up on a double by Trey Mancini. Miguel Amaya drove him in with a single, and the Cubs led two to one. But if you've watched all three of these games, they could not hold the lead to save their lives. Angel tied it up back at the bottom of the inning, um, you know, and then the Cubs drew back-to-back walks in the six with one out. Suzuki grounded out, but Mike Talkman walked to load the base with two out. Trey Mancini grounds out to end the threat. The Cubs did not have another base runner the rest of the game. Get this, Dustin. The Cubs are eight for 49 with the bases loaded. Fourth worst in MLB. The offense finished with two runs on three hits, drew four walks, went two for four with runners in scoring position and left four men on base. All three hits happened in the fifth inning. None of their first four hitters, Horner, Swanson, Hap, or Suzuki, got a single hit. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I mean, just cue the Theo. The offense is broke. The offense is broke. The offense is broke. Now, we, we, we talked about this being a big start, and I thought Jamison Tyone did well. He kept the Cubs in it, and in the top of the fourth, Mike Trout robbed Ian Happ of a home run in center, reached over the wall, above the wall, actually. And then in the bottom of the inning, Trout leads off with a homer to put the Angels up one nothing. So that's a two-run swing right there. And we talked on the last episode. We said that Trout was in a slump. He was on the cold list, but nothing ends slumps like Cubs pitching. Cubs came back in the fifth to take a two to one lead, but in the bottom of the inning, Luis Rengifo hit, led the inning off with a solo home run to tie it up. Now comes the portion of the show where we question David Ross. 
David Ross decides to keep Jamison Tyone into the game in the sixth inning after he'd thrown 92 pitches. He gets Anthony Rendon to ground out, but then walks Matt Hayes and gives up a single to Brandon Jury. That would be it for Tyone, who finished with 104 pitches. What were you thinking there, Dustin? Did, were you shocked that he came out in the sixth with that number of pitches? I was. I was a little bit. You? Yeah, you know, we, we've looked at his game logs, and he, you know, just had a, you know, he struggled this season. He hasn't pitched a lot deep into games, and previous to that is the most pitches he threw was 85. So, I mean, if you're having him go that inning, you know he's going to probably at least get to 100 pitches. So, that's a mess. And then what I dislike afterwards is that he gets Mark Leiter. And I know that Mark Leiter is one of the best arms that they have out of there. That's a separate problem. But Mark Leiter throws a lot of, you know, he throws, you know, the splitter and the sinker. He throws a lot of stuff in the dirt. And I don't think that's really great when you have runners on base. I think that's really good when you have a clean inning. When you got runners on base, now you have to be careful that you don't, you know, throw one away. And I, and he left a couple pitches up and that's going to be it. He comes in, he gets the first battery faced out, but with two outs, he gave up a single to Luis Renfrigo, giving the angels a three to two lead. He walks Zach Nito to load the bases. And then Mickey Moniak doubled to clear the bases to put the angels up six to two. So this is the tail of the tape right here. The Cubs load the bases in the top of the six with two outs. They get zero runs angels in the bottom of that same inning, load the bases with two outs. They get three runs. That's it. So, Tyone finishes the game 5.1 innings, four runs, two, which came when Leiter inherited the runners, four walks, five Ks. He gave up two solo home runs. Leiter went up two-thirds of an inning. He gave up two hits, two runs, one walk, and two K. But Rucker mopped it up. So I didn't like the fact that uh, he he started Tyone in the six, and I don't like with two runners on to have uh, Leiter come in. I just I, I don't think it's the greatest thing. Right. And that's not been his role, right? That, 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 that has not been lighter's role in that, that situation. And it's a great point by you. It, it, it runners on scoring. It shouldn't be that way. Crowley. I don't want to be a hypocrite, right? I mean, here, here, here's the ball. You're, you're a relief pitcher. Here's the ball, get people out. But obviously there's something to this. Obviously these guys are, are, are soft in the brain or something that, oh, my goodness gracious, there's runners on base. What do I do? I'm confused. I don't know what the – come on. Take the ball. Get people out. That's what you're right. paid to do. I don't care right. if it's the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, or the ninth. I don't want to hear about clean innings, but there is something to it. So I just disagree with it. Right. For me, when you talk about the previous game, you talk about Brandon Hughes, that's a lefty. His role is to get lefties out. It doesn't matter what lefty it is. You know, that's his job. You know, some of these guys have, you know, it's less now than it used to be when they made you face three batters. But when you are Brandon Hughes, your job is to get lefties out. And if you don't do that, that's then there's no purpose of having you on the, on the roster um, with, with lighter. Like I said, you have to sit there and a lot of his stuff you take a look at whether it's um, Buck Tucker Barnhart or you're looking at Jan Gomes, they have to block a lot of balls. That's the thing about lighter is his ball just sinks right at the last second. And so that's where, like I said, it, it, it's, it, it's, that's why I prefer a clean inning because, okay, if you got nobody on and the ball skips away, it doesn't hurt you, but you got a runners at first and second and, and a ball skips away. Those runners advance. That's my concern. No, and I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. All right, so now the Cubs are down uh, 0-2. Uh, 
and we had game number three late last night. Uh, the wrap around the wrap up game. Uh, Drew Smiley was pitching for our Cubs. Yep, versus Reed Detmers. Who exactly? But the Cubs lose anyway, three to one. They just needed one to avoid getting swept, but it didn't happen. Smiley did what he always does. He kept the Cubs in it. They had a chance to win. He went six innings, gave up three, seven hits, three runs, only two of them earned, three walks and four Ks. So if your starter gives you, you know, that many innings, six innings, and he gives up only two, uh, you know, two earned runs, that you're right in it, man. And and the Cubs jumped out to a one nothing lead in the top of the second. But like I said, they couldn't hold the lead. The very first batter after the inning, uh, Smiley gave up a monster home run to Joe Adele that still hasn't landed yet to tie the game. 451 feet. Luis Renfigo and Chad Wallach singled to put runners at the corners, and Tyler Ward hit a sack fly, and the Angels are up 2-1. Another run would score in the bottom of the six with two outs. Zach uh, Nato would single, and Tyler Ward walk. They attempt a double steal, and Jan Gomes throws it away, allowing Nato to score, and the Cubs were down 3-1. to one. The bullpen didn't give up any runs to keep it close, but it didn't matter because there's no offense, Dustin. There is no offense, like you said, broken. They get on the board early. Miguel Amaya with the two-out single. He advances on a wild pitch and scores on a Trey Mancini double, but that was it for the Cubs' offense. They had a chance in the six. Happ and Suzuki hit one-out singles to put runners at first and second, but then Gomes lines out, Amaya grounds out to end the threat. They finished with five hits, seven total bases. They left five on base, one for seven with runners in scoring position. This team, Dustin, right now is in quicksand. They, the more they struggle, the worse they look. They they absolutely, whether it's the bullpen, especially the bullpen and, and, and the hitters, I think that the pitching hasn't been horrible, but but the hitters are just absolutely are choking. They can't do anything clutch. The bullpen cannot close it down. They can't do anything. It's it's just an absolute mess right now. And the, the reason, you know, when we called this episode 10 games under, that's a, that's a blinking red light. When you are 10 games under, that is very hard to dig yourself out of. And Crowley, the Cubs have scored in only three of their last 42 innings. Right. I mean, three... <laughs> times in 42 in and and they're still nine inning games 42 innings they've lost 26 of the last 38 games yeah you look at it and i talk about a blinking red light 26 out of 38 right let's let's talk about that because the cubs have played 61 games 62 last night i didn't wasn't able to get the stats updated but if you look at the first 31 games, the Cubs were 15 and 16 compared to the last 30 where they're 11 and 19. I'm going to put some numbers up here for the people that are watching on um, 670, the score. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. But if you take a look in the first 31 games, the Cubs averaged 270. They slugged 436. They averaged five runs a game. They walked 108 times. They struck out 257 in the last 30 games. They have a 221 average. They're on bases 312. They slug 358. They're only averaging 3.6 runs a game. They're drawing more walks, uh, but they are striking out more as well. Look at that number. Look at that. 312 compared to 257. Yeah. And then when you take a look at the, at, at the pitching, the ERA is over a full run higher. Okay. They're, they're pitching 10 innings less. They've given up, they gave up 108 runs in the first 31 games up compared to 142 now. They're walking more, they're striking out less batters. It, it, it is 
it is a disaster right now. And then the numbers, the more you dig into them, the worst it looks. They're just stranding runners everywhere. In the first half, the Cubs are hitting 278 with 28 walks and 106 RBIs with runners in scoring positions. Okay. And then when you kind of take a look later now, it's down to 230 with 31 walks and 71 RBIs. Everything is just trending worse. Relievers, their ERA is over a full run higher compared to the first 31 games. There, there's, there are massive problems here. And I, 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 you know, I remember, you know, we were like, Hey, you know what we need to do? We need to call up Morrell. You know what we need to do? We need to call up Matt Mervis. You know what we need? We need Kyle Hendricks back all these things. And then they come to fruition and it's not getting better. It just keeps getting worse. I have an idea Crowley of what they need to do. And we'll get into that in just a minute. 